This is our fourth session now on Ephesians 4, 30 to 32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted. B goes here. Tender-hearted. B goes here. Be kind to one another. Be tender-hearted. Be forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Last time we focused on this list, the negative, what you're to uh, have put away, and this time we focused, we focus on the how shall we do that, and the key is going to be found here in verse 32. Father, it's one thing to read this. Let it all be put away from you. Sounds so simple. Stop being bitter. Stop being wrathful. Stop being angry. Stop having shouting matches and treating other people with false accusations. Get rid of all of that. Accompanying malice sounds so doable because you say do it. But Lord, this is the hardest thing in the world. It's impossible. And then you add the positive. Be kind. Be tender-hearted. Like, get a new heart. And be forgiving. So, Father, we're asking for not just the right understanding of how to do this, how to do this, but that you would do it as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you may remember that as we have been working through this, we have seen maybe five or six negative, positive statements like, get rid of this and put on that. And you may remember that it goes back to verse 22. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. So there's this putting off and this putting on connected by this being renewed. And that's what we have here, another illustration of this. So as it were, put off all this bitterness and wrath and anger and put on kindness. So he's continuing this put off, put on. But here's a big change. This is a passive verb. Let all that be put away from you. Whereas here, he said, you put it off. You put it on. Although, in the middle is this passive, you must be renewed. So, how do you do a passive command? (laughs) Right? We're being told, Have something happen to you. Have somebody do something to you. And then he's not saying do, do, do. He's saying be, be, be. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. Be a forgiving kind of person. 
So once you've been treated by somebody here, causing this bitterness and wrath and anger to be put away from you, you will be a kind of person who's tender-hearted. You'll have a new, a new heart. Now, remember also that in these statements, you put off, you put on, he's implying that there is an old self and there is a new self. There is a new self. And remember where it came from back in chapter 2. When we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive. That's the new self coming into being with Christ. By grace you have been saved. We are his workmanship. That's the creation of a new self. We are his workmanship, created. If you're a Christian, you are created new. You're not what you were. Fundamentally, profoundly, deeply new. A new creature in Christ for good works. Your good works don't make you new. Your newness makes your works, which God prepare him that we should walk in them. So when he says, put off, put on, he's not saying bring into being or create. He's saying you are new. This old way is not you anymore. So switch uniforms. That's what I argued is that one reason he calls attention to clothing is that there's an appropriate outward way of being when you are inwardly new. So get your new uniform of Christ on. He says it this way in the beginning of chapter 4. I think it's the same reality. He says, I urge you, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. That is very much like get rid of all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and be kind to one another, be tenderhearted, be forgiving. Only here, instead of saying, Put on your new self. He's saying, walk worthy of your calling. But it's the same idea. You have been fundamentally called out of death into life. You have a new calling from God. It's irreversible. Those whom he calls, he justifies. Those whom he justifies, he glorifies. Now, put on your new self. That's the same idea as down here in putting off and putting on. Now, here's, here's the key. If this is passive, let all this negative stuff be put away from you. Then somebody must be helping you big time, right? If you're going to be a new kind of person, somebody must be helping you. And this passive idea of being changed by someone else is not unique to this text. You know this text in Romans 12, too. Don't be be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Somebody has got to join you in this process and help you be transformed. Or here's Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. How do you obey that? Be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit is the one who fills you. And you're commanded to be filled. This is not new. This is 
powerfully um, distinguishing of Christian ethics. Or here it is again later in Ephesians. Finally, be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now there, you even get the point of who's doing it. The Lord is the one who strengthens. Now you be strengthened in the Lord. Get about the business of the Lord strengthening you. Isn't that a strange way to talk? Get about the business of the Lord strengthening you. <laughs> I love it. But what does it mean, right? Here's, here's the connection. Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, Oh, Lord, that's important, right? The Spirit, by the Spirit, you do it. So in a sense, it's you doing it. That's why he can say, you put off those old ways. But in another sense, you're doing it by the Spirit, which is why he can say, have it done to you. Now the question is, how do you do something by the Spirit? How do you so Lay hold on God and his spirit that the spirit works within you. And I think if we go back now to our text and look at this verse right here, we get a clue. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Here's the key. Being confident that you are forgiven, being amazed that you are forgiven, or the next um, verse, chapter 5, be imitators of God as loved children, be confident that you are loved by God as his child, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. In other words, I think the key to this tenderheartedness, and the key to having it be put away from us is to be blown away at the core of our being so that we can scarcely stop jumping up and down with amazement that I am forgiven, I am forgiven, I am forgiven, I am loved, I am a child of God, Christ loved me, Christ gave himself for me. If a person's heart is broken by that kind of grace and love, surely you can see why that would put away bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor. You can't be amazed that you, a hell-deserving sinner, are forgiven and easily be angry and wrathful at other people. You can't. This puts it away. And here's why. If you are forgiven, and if God is your father, and if he loves you as his child forever, making you the heir of all things, here's what Romans 8.31 says about you. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, which is what it means that he loves us and that he has forgiven us, if God is for us, who can be against us? The answer is nobody successfully ever. All those people that are making you angry, they cannot win. They can't. They can't succeed. Trust him. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, 
how will he not with him freely give us all things? In other words, if you keep in mind that God will give you everything that you need in order to return good for evil, God will in that very faith be putting away all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander with all malice, and you will become a kind and forgiving person because your heart will have been smashed sweetly tender by the forgiveness of God and the love of God and the promise of God to do everything you need him to do in order to be this kind of person.